Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, Houdat Nation? And welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. What's up, Houdat Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Spans First Sports Network. I said Spans. I, I keep, Spans. Wow. you know, my instinct keeps wanting to say Saints First Sports Network because the Saints come first. Always. Uh, but it is the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Jeff. And on this episode, it's my first episode back after uh, taking a week off. And uh, I'm a little rusty. Is like that what you call Pitting. it? I'd argue you're, you're in mid-season, mid-season form. form. There we go. <laughs> go fuck yourself. So, uh, yeah, on this episode, we're going to have, like, so you did the instant reaction. Uh, Jason was a, uh, thought he was a two or a one. He was actually a seven. I, I have an explanation. Oh, good. I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. Because <laughs> you, you, you had to hold, go into the bathroom for so long that you got dunked <laughs> on your own urine. Did How'd you get down back to the street level? Did you take the freight elevator or... <laughs> they wouldn't let me there's a slide there's a slide on the, the, the new renovations yeah uh, what jason didn't realize is like all he had to do was take the left turn up that ramp by your in the back it's beautiful and it was like right in the way you got a view of the mountains 700 it's, urinals just it's just a big hey, open trough here's the thing jeff there's no more ramp they turned it into stairs oh so it's not even accessible exactly wow they don't want yeah. anybody going up there all right. Well, there you have it. All right. So, yeah, you, you had the instant reaction today after a couple of days rest and recovery. We'll check in to see if we are uh, as excited about the game or if we have cooled down a bit. Uh, so, yeah, on the show today, we have Jason James Wesley. Hey, fellas, welcome to the show. 
yep. got your seatbelts on, your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times, and you're ready to wow. enjoy this. That's and the Good instant reaction overall, uh, other than uh, Jason's bathroom story. What's wrong with that? The people <laughs> needed to the people <laughs> needed to know what I'm the game day experience is like. I like how like you were opening with it, and they were like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> that is not the lead." <laughs> well, they they waited until so. What happened was, uh, I, you know, I had, like I said, <laughs> I had the one beer at the game, and then I came here, but I made two cocktails. How much while was that beer, Jason? How <laughs> much was, was fifteen dollars? It was too damn high. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll say this one. I mean, to, for me, I'll start like pregame. Even you could see that DeMario Davis and the saints, they showed the huddles on the TV and like, you could see them hyped and they were hyping each other up and hyped up Titans. They were just kind of like, yeah, we got this. We're going to do a game. It was at that moment where I'm like, we got this. Like, there's no way we're going to lose this game just strictly because you could just see the energy and the saints with the fire and the intensity where the Titans were just, they just didn't seem like they were mentally there. And I think, I mean, even though it was tons of confidence, we were going to dominate and win by one point. Yeah, absolutely. And then the opening kickoff happened (laughs) and like, what the fuck? (laughs) After, after seriously, the loudest, best who dat chant that I've ever heard in the dome. And multiple people are saying it's by far the loudest one they were. We immediately follow it up with a fumble and then a four minute review that just oh. completely took the crowd he, out. Of yes. It. And then even the opening, like, and, and I, I will say, like, that fumble, not necessarily his fault. It was a good tackle. The guy put his hand on the ball and knocked it out. I mean, like, it, it wasn't like he was playing sloppily. It just, that's the way the ball bounces. And I say that only because we ended up with the ball after anyway. And then, yeah, it just seems like the, it just the game itself took forever to start because you had the, the now this was thanks to the crowd noise that you had two false starts on Tennessee's opening drive. And so it was just kind of like this. Let's let's go. Let's go. We can't get they just couldn't get football to play. But I, w- I will take all those false starts against the Titans as the way great. to start the game. So good job from the crowd. Um, D-line fucking incredible. You guys talked about it in the instant reaction. Granderson and Capasanon were like I'll say like Carl Granderson he only played how many snaps what was the snap count he, he felt like you saw him every time he was on the field Granderson played seventy five percent of the defensive snaps so Passanon who name starts with the K but the K is silent um had played forty three percent of the snaps no Granderson was noticeable every time he was on the field it felt like he was a presence he made his presence felt and really he was really disrupting. Yeah. Well, I mean, just talking about playing time, the two things that super stuck out, one on our defense, you got May, Adebo, Demario Davis, Pete Werner, and Tyron Matthew played 100% of the defensive snaps. And then on the offensive side, our offensive line, the starters played 100% of the offensive snaps. Now, you can say that maybe was not so good because they didn't do a great job, but the way they're going to get better is playing together. And I don't know, I'm not sure if the Saints in years have had their offensive line play an entire team with just the stars it's been a while. for a long time but, but yeah, both of those getting getting our linebackers together and our safeties um playing together like that um is is great for the offense and defense yeah the, i mean the linebackers just played really well this game both demario and werner played really well holden henry i mean especially when we found out what happened to demario's daughter the day before like that's yeah that's crazy just he crazy that she had a seizure he was in the hospital that's, yeah, that's explain the story real quick because there are a lot of people that probably didn't see it yeah his, his daughter had a had apparently had a seizure like her third seizure yeah on, on saturday and he was in the hospital that night and then just to come out and play like that is wild i mean we all know he's he's a, he's been a special guy ever since he ever since he came here so 
it's just man, you hear a story like that, like wow, and he still went out and did what he did against a against a brute of a yeah. running back who just yeah. doesn't get done that way ever. Probably yeah. the toughest guy in the league to tackle besides Taysom Hill, <laughs> not by yeah. Demario, so, who apparently is the best player in the in the world, yeah, in <laughs> according the world. to Ross Tucker. <laughs> On the Saints opening drive, eight plays, six of them pass plays, reminded me of the Drew Brees era. Opened up four for four, and his. For, I want to know for those of you in the that were at the game, how loud was the dome when the first completion, the first pass play, the first play of the twenty three season was Derek Carr to Michael Thomas for a completion. That was nice. Was it like good, yes, good, good pop? But everybody got quiet again quick because we were on offense. It, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was only like really one time that the offense had to tell everybody to shut up and it was at the I, end of the game i had to, somebody was getting ready to do the wave was i'm like no 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 don't do it <laughs> i will say this is the first saints game i've been at in a long time where the wave never happened in the section really? i was in uh, okay and i'll say that at the end of that drive those two passes that were incomplete and we ended up having to kick the field goal on the first one that was a miss i mean like that one juan i don't know if you noticed juan fell down on his way to the end zone that him running to his to his right, right. he normally is going to make that throw to an open Michael Thomas. He That's that's a throw that he's good at sprinting that way. He missed it that time, but um, right. so Michael yeah. Thomas made a good adjustment running down the back line. He was wide open, um, and Carr just, just threw it high and outside Yeah, a little too much, okay. but I think that's a throw he makes the majority of the time. And then the, the pass after that was the one where it's, well, did it, was it like he was about to throw it and maybe he second guessed himself and almost tried to pull it back and it just came out. I, I think I, he may have gotten hit. He had somebody, a, a defensive lineman came across, like you couldn't tell if it hit it or not. But again, Michael Thomas was open for a touchdown. On yeah. That play yeah. As well. Yeah. I was like, Oh, missed opportunity there. But I, I, uh, I I think it, it bodes well that there's going to be guys open. We just need like the line need, needs like if, if he's got a clean pocket, the Saints probably have an extra two touchdowns. It's it's ridiculous that he had he completed over sixty nine percent of his passes, considering that he nice. felt pressure on more than half of his dropbacks. Yeah. I mean, like the the way he dealt with the pressure and still hit open receivers. I don't think enough can be said about the three hundred yards passing when he was seriously he was being being moved around the pocket or having pressure on more than half of his plays. I think you made the point um, on the instant reaction that you know. There was wide receivers open every time he dropped back. If it had just been given a second or a second and a half more time, that could have easily been a 400-yard game. I'd, I'd much rather have like great scheme and play calling and really open receivers, and we got to fix this line and give him an extra second, than, well, he was sitting back there all day, but nobody – because we did that a couple years ago. Does everybody yeah. remember this? Yeah. yeah. None of our – we had the least separation of any team in the league by yeah. – because we had zero separation well, from yeah. any receiver. We didn't have any number I think that ones. was the year that James was happy with who we had in the wide yeah. receiver room. I, I don't remember the, I, how those years run together, but it was... I'll tell you, I will say this. If, I am so glad we have two number one receivers on our right. roster this year because if, I, if we were entering this season without any number one receivers, I would be really upset about our football team. We and did I that a couple think, years ago. Yeah. Any and, football team going in with no number ones, if, if you, you think that's a good plan... Uh, I feel feel sorry for you. Well, and I just want to say it's like that Rashid Shahid is he's catching the ball with his hands. He does not slow down to catch the ball. He tries to run through it. He's running really good routes, not just I'm just faster than you. I'll just run past you. And, And I wouldn't have projected this for a guy that's undrafted that like I understood when we put out there and we did like sweet plays to him and different stuff like that. Just getting him in space because he's fast. 
but he's actually legitimately running routes, yeah. good routes, making yeah. defensive backs make bad decisions. He's like a Ted Ginn and, and, ca- catch. and catching the except he can catch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so well, he, he's, he's Deontay with- Hardy, but they can actually be a, be a wide receiver, not just yeah, the fastest yeah. guy on the field. And Deontay Hardy he, was Henderson. not successful. Rashid Jaheed had more success in his first year than Deontay Hardy had in his entire career because Deontay Hardy was just the fastest guy out there, not a great yeah. receiver. Right. I mean, we you just go through. About- oh, sorry, so- you just go through three of his plays. So the touchdown was a great double move on the cornerback to get wide up for the touchdown. And, and, and Carr gave a great little fake there too, but yes, yeah, great yeah the pump fake was good. The touchdown yeah. that was overturned was literally about an inch from being a touchdown. Are he, we sure that wasn't, wasn't complete? No, it really yeah, looked like a touchdown. And, and, and you, you can't, I, it, it, it was whatever way it got called, it was staying. I'll say that because I don't yeah. think you could tell either way. Yeah, it and wasn't then, a touchdown. It was all of those sideline toe, yeah, yeah, calls yeah. were right. And when you looked at them, well, they that, were right. That's the third play I was going to highlight was the important third down catch uh, at the end i mean that video that came out today of Derek carr talking about it just to set it up well, and, and if, if that yeah. ball's a uh, six inches further into the field it's a touchdown he doesn't have yes. to run out of bounds with it but uh no <clears throat> great so, camera and microphone by nfl films to get that if you haven't seen that you got to go watch this video that the saints and nfl fantastic. films have put out of uh Pete Carmichael Car. and Derek Carr sitting there and Derek Carr saying, we need to give me the go route again. Like, let me throw it to Sheed. And Jameis Winston went, yes. Like, because <laughs> right. Jameis Winston's yeah. never turned down a go route. And and then, like, <laughs> what's cool is on the, the side, Derek Carr's, like, trying to keep his head the other way. So just in case somebody's watching from the other yes! sideline, I was like, it did feel, I was like, Sheed, is Sheed. And he's not looking at him. He's like, just run, just run. Like, and, like, yeah, it's, it was so, so cool to see that come together because we don't get that behind the scenes kind of stuff. And then it's cool watching it after. Right. And it worked. Knowing he, he was right. going to him no matter what on the most important play of the game. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, if that play doesn't happen, we don't win that game. I think I think that they get in field goal range. I think that makes it really tough. That's a uh, it iced it. And, and the fact that he called it and it worked that right there. Oh, and it's cool the- that he asked for it. Pete yeah. Carmichael gave it to him. Yeah. And then, then yeah, that does beg the question. Rashid Shahid. Does this mean that we have another week that we have to wait to see if he's Pete Michael versus Pete Carmichael because Derek Carr was actually the car in Carmichael? Oh, no, 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 no. Right, <laughs> right, right now, right now, you got to give Pete Carmichael for now, you got to give him credit. Like, he, I was calling he, him he, Carmichael, but it's Carmichael with two R's. That's right. Carmichael. Michael. <laughs> so. Speaking of that, then, yeah, that was the next thing. So, yes, first half, Trevor Penning, absolutely disgusting. Uh, It was bad. And you started to wonder if the Saints were noticing it because they didn't seem to be doing anything about it. And then a little bit at the end of the second half, maybe or the first half, but really after halftime, adjustments were made and they started to be able to move the ball. Then maybe they gave him, I don't know, how did they give, Pinning help? Would they just move the running the fullback or the running back to the other side and help chip block or something or help some chips maybe a tight some end play calls? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like it wasn't as bad. So you got to give Carmichael credit for making the adjustment, for seeing the problem, making adjustments, the play calls. And I mean, they had no choice. Two touchdowns, one of them called back because of the yeah. out of bounds. They had no choice but to change it because in the first <laughs> half it was just he might as well have not been there. We were going to lose Derek Carr for the season if they didn't do anything about it. Like he was well, going to end up getting hurt. And I just just want to say, like b- before now, this is Trevor Penning needs to play better. But the last two years, the 
Titans have had the number one and number two rush defense in the league. Yeah. And they are also good against the pass. Like they, they, they have a top tier defensive line with some, some veterans. And, and they, there's a reason that that, that that team's done well against the, um, as a defensive unit. And it's because of that defensive line. So um, I want to see them against other teams. And you know what? I mean, it's early in the year, by the end of the year, when we sit and why did, why would he go do bad against the Titans? The Titans are terrible, but the Titans may actually be, have a good defense. Um, they have for two I years. Hope, I so hope that's it, more it's not going to, it's not going to, they were number one and number two, the last two years with in rush defense. I, I anticipate they still have a good defensive line. Well, a lot of that. Yeah. So, well, and we are going to face a good defensive line in Carolina. So I think they're going to have to maybe scheme for that again. Yeah, I mean, at, Br- Brian Burns, I do not want to see him one-on-one with pinning. Like no. there's, there's got to be Foster Moreau over there on every play or uh, as long as Foster Moreau lines up on our side. Yeah, y'all sure. saw that. <laughs> <laughs> like that, what? So again, for everybody, anybody who hasn't seen the still shot, it was Foster Moreau lined up on one of the plays, a yard and a half in front. Literally, of Literally, right? It was yards. he was he was lined up with the defensive line, but he was facing you know line as the direction he should. And been. what's weird is that Derek Carr didn't see it. Like luckily, Chris Olave saw it. Like because Derek Carr was, was like, back up, dude. The ball snapped. He was he was calling. Yeah. for the ball <laughs> it was crazy so uh zach bond punt block what with steve gleason in the building uh i appreciate the nfl for scripting that play for us <laughs> that was cool um i mean that's why he's been kept on the team for his special teams because oh. that was a that was a great play yeah and maybe that's why what's his name jalen jalen was it jalen smith jalen smith <laughs> and just so zach bond actually Didn't played 25 percent of the defensive snaps in the, in this game um he played quite a bit so really what it looked like is they were kind of rotating between him and alante taylor alante taylor played 68 percent of the snaps but most of the time it was one of them two whether or not we were in um nickel or dime package but he he was in there quite a bit as the third linebacker. I mean, again, twenty five percent of total snaps. Some of the I just want you to read some of the notes that hap- I took between the second drive throughout the it looks like yeah throughout the end of the first half. Saints O line ruined the second drive. First sack, panning way too slow. Bad look. This was before, like that was the first sign of pinning, right? Bad look. Okay, not great. Later on, uh, Trevor Pin in all caps. Trevor Pinning is a terrible pass pro. <laughs> <laughs> you even uh, wrote that in capitals i did yeah it was that important uh and then yeah great pass in the second quarter but just out of bounds cam jordan had a good second quarter blocked pass rushed on the qb on third down and got a sack so cam jordan lit it up in the second quarter especially uh Bre- breezy brezzy got his first sack yes he brezzy. did nice brian brezzy 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 one thing was cool I, I did talk about in the insurrection too is um, isaac yadam played three plays he had one tackle and one pass defense um ugo umadi played three plays he had one pass defense that should have been an interception if he hadn't gotten interfered with uh, by deandre hopkins so uh pretty pretty cool from for those guys to step in and i i'm not sure if they're gonna be uh be able to keep up those statistics um, with for the rest of their careers, but it was a good start. I'll note I noted this too on the Shahid touchdown. The D lineman for Tennessee went inside on pinning instead of outside, and that was the strangest decision to me because that gave Carr the time he'd been beating pinning all day when he went outside, and for whatever reason he went inside on that play, and pinning was able to actually block 
and give Carr time to make the touchdown throw. Um, and then we did have some, I think, some problematic refereeing, uh, or or at least where we had where I remember the Saints. Saints D was doing some stupid fucking penalties that they didn't have to do, where there was some holding or some pass interference. And then they, it's a, what was there was one where they called it on us, and then later in the game, Tennessee did almost the exact same thing, and it was a no no flag yeah, the, called. The, the the pass interference where the guy was barely touched, and or the, where Olave was touched, Olave still tried to catch the ball. They don't call anything where the guy was clearly there early, and then they called a penalty on May where May didn't turn the guy at all. Right. Um, but I mean, those penalties were like in real time, four minutes apart. Not in game time, right? Re- yeah. Real time in life, yeah. four minutes apart. Just inconsistent. And it was, it was that was difficult to to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it, one it, thing I've got to say about the referees and the penalties is all of the national media that I saw that were whinging about the Derek Carr fumble stroke incomplete pass that they returned for a touchdown that the refs blew dead. Yeah, I'm not being funny. You're argue, you're talking to the wrong fan base about referee decisions yeah, like that. Affecting the game, so, you yeah. know, in 2018, we were told to get over it. So everybody needs to get over it. Too bad. Yeah. We're owed that for a lot, for a long time. We're owed more than that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and then, yeah, Kirkwood's holding with two minutes left was absolutely ridiculous. He, huge mistake. Never should have done that. And then the I announcer... mean, that could have been really costly. That, yeah. that hold could it, it, be well at the time you you thought it was like right you're like that just yeah. ruined everything uh the announcers even said when you get that to that part of the field you've already got a good play you don't need to even try yeah, to hold let go right he's yeah the guy's not making you've already tackle. picked up 10 15 yards you got a first down you don't need to do anything else yeah and then Derek Carr chunks the ball into the stands after he takes his knee launches it out into the field and then I love to see in the car after the game as well. I mean, he, man, he is endearing himself to his fan base. Like we already love him, but he's such the guy. He is the guy. He's the guy we've been waiting for. And, you know, we went through what five quarterbacks after breeze in only two years. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know how long we're going to have him for, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna be long enough. So all right, any final thoughts? I mean, I kind of alluded to earlier, but this is, this is one week one um, that was, a crazy week one in the NFL where a lot of favorites lost and even like not just favorites in their single game, but Super Bowl favorites. Um, there's also been some injuries where teams are missing the people that made them Super Bowl favorites. And uh, regardless of how difficult the game was, we are one and oh, which I'm really happy about. And I, our defense was fucking amazing. Like this was a elite defensive performance against a team that does have a superstar running back and a superstar wide receiver that we made look like just guys. Um, so um, I know Tannehill didn't have a great game, but maybe we had something to do with that because their other two guys didn't have great games either. So um, I, I like what I saw. Hopefully we can keep it up. Love the tackling, love the swarming, love the turnovers. I never thought that this was the way week one was going to just start off. So um, for now, I'm going to give credit to uh, Dennis Allen, the coaching staff, and the game plan they put together and the, how ready, how much and how they prepared um, the team because last year they were not prepared for a long time. And, and let's, uh, I think we've got a good matchup for week two that um, you know, it, it lets us continue to get better and try new things while we're going against a team that's just roster-wise inferior to us. 
All right. Yeah. So, all right, folks, stick around uh, or, you know, hang out. Make sure you're subscribing because we have a couple more episodes later this week. We've got Pick'em's comes up after this episode. And then we have our Saints preview where we'll bring in Desmond from the Carolina Panthers to talk about uh, why he, for some reason, might think the Panthers have a chance of winning the game. And uh, we can all point and laugh. So that's all the show we have for you right now. Uh, we're going to uh, thank you for downloading each week and telling all your friends about the Don't Patrol Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Patrol Podcast. We're also on X at uh-huh. Don't Patrol PCast and at Don't Patrol UK. If you want to participate in game day chat, we're on Discord. Just DM us on X to get the invitation. And then don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Make your friends, grab your friend's phone. Go open their podcast app. Subscribe on their phone. Set up auto downloads. Give us a five-star rating, comment, whatever you need to do. Uh, bottom line, you, you need to be able to listen to the Don't Patrol podcast anytime, anywhere, even when you're not on Wi-Fi. Say bye-bye, fellas. Have a good time. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.